God's word for our meditation this morning is the gospel lesson for this, this fifth Sunday of Easter from John chapter 14. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know me and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Having confidence is extremely important. Just ask an athlete. You can have all of the talent and experience in the world, but if you don't have confidence that you can defeat your opponent, or you don't have confidence in your own abilities to win the competition, you're likely going to fail. Having confidence is important. And usually in life, it's in more important things than athletic competitions, at least to many of us, at least. You need confidence when you're faced with big decisions, don't you? Confidence on if it's a good idea to move your family across the country or having a high-risk surgery that could actually make your health worse or end your life. Or maybe it's having confidence in a big career move that could either harm you or advance you. Or maybe it's having confidence in where to invest your money. We need confidence in these life situations. It's important to be able to make decisions, to to be able to face unknown situations and, and to go into it with confidence. You know, our current world situation is surely sapping the confidence of many people, isn't it? Uh, confidence in even simple things like, should I go to the store or not? Do I wear a mask or not? Do I see my family and friends or not? Right? Uh, the current world situation has sapped so many people of, uh, of what they should do and, and who to listen to. And, and what, what if they're wrong, the experts? Or what if what I do is wrong and I get my family sick? Right? This life, not just the current world situation, but, but all of life, makes us doubt. There's so many uncertainties, and often we lack confidence in decisions that we have to make. We need confidence, don't we, to make decisions, to face unknown situations, to to face the future, 
Do you have it? Do you have that confidence in yourself to make difficult decisions that can impact your future? And have you asked yourself the questions before? Like, what if I'm wrong? Right? What if I make the wrong decision and I screw this up for myself or for my family that, that I'm in charge of and have to take care of? Right? What if I don't make the right decision? Right? So easily we lack confidence in ourselves. And, and that results in two things, doesn't it? Either we're just paralyzed by fear in making the wrong decision and so we make no decision at all, or... We make a decision, and then we just sit there and wait for the wheels to fall off, for things to go wrong, and just to blame ourselves and a pile guilt upon ourselves for the wrong decision that we made. You know, if you do a, a Google search on how to build self-confidence and how to make decisions and, and, and to, to make you know, these, these big decisions in your life and, and how to face life with confidence, you're, you're going to find a lot of, lot of answers out there. Uh, just a, a simple search that I did pulled up a, an article from Psychology Today that gives just 17 simple suggestions on how to have more self-confidence. Let me share just a few with you. Uh, make a list of your strengths and a list of your achievements and then read them to yourself every single morning. Okay. How about uh, think positively about yourself and despite of your problems, remember that you are special and you deserve to feel good about yourself. Right? Uh, there's also the suggestion to take care of yourself, to eat right, to exercise, to get enough sleep. Okay? Avoid people and avoid places that make you feel bad about yourself. Or build your self-confidence by becoming more artistic. Get involved in poetry or music or dance. Ways that psychology, the internet, will tell you this is how you build your self-confidence. But there are bigger concerns, aren't there? Even then, if you should move your family across the country, or if you should make that career move, or where to invest your money, or even about your health, there are bigger concerns in life that need even a more high level of confidence. Like how about the answer to the question, what happens to me when I die? What happens when I stop breathing? Is there really a heaven and a hell? And if there is, how do I know for sure where I'm going to go? How can I know for sure? And and, and what if I'm wrong? These are questions that require confidence, don't they? (laughs) We don't need just confidence for this life. We need confidence for after this life is over too. And and I'm just not quite sure how making a list of your strengths and your accomplishments and reading those every morning or or getting the right amount of exercise is going to help you answer and have confidence about those questions about the afterlife. You know, if you do a search of God's word, there's some results that are going to come up too on how to get some confidence. And, And that's what this sermon is about today. It's about finding your confidence, uh, not being paralyzed by fears in this life, but not being uncertain about what's going to happen after this life. And if you've listened to enough sermons here at Heritage so far, you you know that this is not going to be a self-help sermon. 
This is not going to be a sermon about how to dig deep and find that innate source of confidence within yourself. You can go on the internet and read psychology today if you want that. What this sermon is going to do is actually, in a paradoxical way, point you to the fact that despairing of yourself is really the way to confidence. Finally coming to realize that within yourself, there is no hope for any real confidence that you can actually begin to discover real confidence. It's here in God's word that we are pointed to the source of the only real confidence that we can have in this life and that we can have in death. To look to Christ. To look to his love for you and his work for you and his future for you to find that our confidence is in Christ alone. The context of our gospel lesson for our sermon this morning from John 14 is, is it's Monday Thursday. And Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. He has just uh, got done celebrating the Passover. He's instituted the Lord's Supper, and um, he, he gives them this speech. And they've heard him talk about what's going to happen in the next hours. He's talked about betrayal and denial and desertion and an arrest and a trial. And there's no doubt that after hearing all of this, the disciples' confidence in themselves and maybe even their confidence in Jesus and in the confidence of what's to come is is pretty low. And it's obvious that their hearts are troubled by by what they're hearing and what Jesus says is going to happen. And so Jesus comes with these words to assure them, to give them the confidence that they need to face what's going to happen. He says to them here, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You know, when Jesus tells us not to do something, it's probably a good idea to take that advice, right? To not do that thing. Here he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. He says to his disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled by these things that you are hearing and seeing. Do not let your your hearts be troubled by by the, the, the circumstances of the world that you see around you. Do not be troubled in your hearts, even by your own doubts and your own fears. Instead, he says, stop trusting in yourself. Stop putting confidence in yourself and believing in yourself Instead, he says, believe in God, believe in God the Father, and believe also in me, your Savior, your brother, your friend, your teacher who's been with you. And friends, this is where we find our confidence, too, in these words of Jesus, who reminds us here that we do not have to have troubled hearts, that there's nothing we have to be afraid of. That instead of putting our confidence in ourselves and in our faith in, in what we do, but to put our trust in our Father, to put our trust in our Savior, in our brother. And there's two reasons why we know he is a reliable source of confidence here. He goes on to tell us why we don't have to be afraid, why we don't have to have troubled hearts, why we can trust in him rather than in ourselves and find confidence in him. The two things he says are, number one, you know that your future is secure. You know that you have an eternal life waiting for you. And secondly, he says, you know the way to get there. He says, 
My father's house has many rooms. If they were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Dear Christians, you, you probably know these words very well. You've probably heard these words many, many times before. But I know, like me, you need to continue to hear them over and over and over. You need this constant reminder that there's only one way. And that way for you is already secured. Because just like me, I know that your sinful flesh comes to you and says, but there still must be something that I have to do. (laughs) Because the world around you operates by the maxim that if you want something, you got to work for it. Right? That nothing in life is free. Right? If you want to get something, you got to earn it. Right? And then you've got every other religion in the world, and even, unfortunately, some parts of Christianity that tell you that you get to the afterlife by what you do. Right? That, that you earn eternal life by the good life that you live. Or by making a decision to let Jesus into your heart, accepting him. Completely taking away the certainty of what Jesus says to us here. Taking away all confidence in the fact that Jesus has already done it and that he is the way. Instead, what your sinful flesh and what the world tells you and what every other religion and even some of Christianity tells you is that, well, Jesus is is part of the way. But he's not the only way. He's not the way. No, you still have to do something. You still have to add to it, right? Which completely strips you of your confidence that there is a place safe for you. It completely strips you of that confidence of what is going to happen after you die. It takes away from the work of Christ. And it puts some of that work on you. It takes away the certainty and the hope and the confidence that Jesus wants you to have. And so you need this constant reminder, don't you? Just like I do. That there is a place saved in heaven for us. That Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Right? It is in him that we find our confidence as we think about our eternal future. In this one who speaks these words to us. In this one who came here and took on flesh and lived the demands of that law perfectly for us. For all the times that we have failed. For all the times that we have not met God's expectation of perfect, of holy, of sinless. Jesus did it. He is the way. Jesus, this one who speaks to us. Who just a few hours from this time that he speaks these words of comfort and peace to you, would go to a cross. Who would there suffer hell for you, for all of your sins? This one, this Jesus, who just a few days after this would rise victoriously from the grave, 
to assure you that he has gone ahead to prepare a place for you, that there is a place in heaven reserved for you and that nothing in this life can take that away, that you don't have to do anything to earn it or deserve it. It's already there for you through the work of Jesus. This one, this Jesus, who even comes to give you the faith to believe all these things are true. That when he says, believe in God, believe also in me, he gives us that faith as a gift to know that it is nothing we do, that it's not even us who have to accept Jesus Christ or make a decision to believe in him. But our certainty and our confidence is in the fact that he has poured out upon us richly the Holy Spirit who has worked through these means of grace, the gospel and word and sacrament, to bring us to faith and to keep us in this faith. This is the only way, dear friends, to complete confidence. The confidence that you can have that you know the way to heaven. That this Jesus is the way to heaven. That he is the only way into the Father's love. He is the only way into the certainty of an eternal life with him. You find your confidence. Find your confidence in Jesus alone. And friends, if your confidence is in the completed work of Christ for you, if your confidence is in the fulfilled promises of his word that he gives you faith to believe in, if your confidence is in the hope of what is still to come, well then, dear Christian, you can have confidence in this life too. That your confidence is not found in the decisions you have to make in this life in yourself. But even that confidence is found in Christ. Right? As you face really tough, difficult decisions in this life. You can know that if your eternal future is secure, that God is going to take care of you in this life too. That no matter what comes in this life, no matter what decisions you have to make, no matter what your future in this life might hold, you know without a doubt that you are going to be with God forever. And that Jesus is your way there. He has done it all for you. And so he will certainly, certainly be with you in this life too and provide for you and love you and care for you and guide you. Is it possible uh, that you make a decision about moving your family cross country and it just doesn't go very well? Things don't turn out the way you thought they would? Sure, that's very possible. Is it possible that, that you might make that career move and it turns out to be just a disaster? Sure, that might certainly happen. Is it possible that you make a decision about your health that actually makes your health worse in the long run? Yeah, it's possible. Is it possible that you invest your, uh, your savings in, into a certain place and, and you lose all of those savings? Yeah, that could happen. But the fact still remains that when you are trust is in God, when your faith is in your Heavenly Father and your faith is in your Savior and your brother and your teacher, And you know that there is nothing I have to be afraid of. There is nothing that has to trouble my heart because heaven is already mine. Because I know the way to get there and it's not through anything I do, but everything that Christ has already done for me. And then he gives me the faith to believe all of that. Then there's nothing in this life that God is not going to take care of. 
that I can put it in his hands. I can pray. And I can seek his word for guidance and wisdom. And then place it in his hands. And to know that no matter what, I'm going to be okay. That you can have confidence in the decisions that you have to make in this life and know that God is still going to work through them. That if God has met every single one of your greatest needs, your eternal and your spiritual needs in Christ Jesus, that is he not, only going to, not also going to take care of every physical need you have for this life too? Friends, that's a rhetorical question. You already know the answer. Yes, of course. Find your confidence in the decisions of this life in the fact that your eternal future is already set. You can be confident no matter what decision you have to make in this life, be it about finances or health or your family about, or how to live in, in, in this age of, of COVID-19, <laughs> that your certainty and your confidence is found in Christ. And friends, when those doubts come, right, when you again are paralyzed by fear and your heart is so apt to, to be troubled and feel afraid and you need a confidence booster, Jesus says, come on. Come here. Let me boost your confidence. And, and that's what his disciples needed that night, didn't they? Right? Philip says to him, after Jesus says these things, he's still not quite convinced. He says, Jesus, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Right? We need confidence, but just show us the Father and we'll be good. And look at Jesus' response. Jesus says, oh, I'm going to give you a confidence booster, no doubt. But not in the way that you want it. I'm not going to show you the Father because... Philip, you see the Father in me. I and the Father are one. When you look at me, you see the Father. Right? Reminding Philip who he is. He is God from eternity. And then he tells Philip, look to my works. Look to the miracles I did. Look to the teachings that I have given to you to prove that I am the Messiah. To prove that I am the one that came to save you from your sins and promise you a home in heaven. And Philip... And to all the other disciples, he gives even more confidence upon that. He says, you're going to get to do even greater work than I have done. And what Jesus means by that is that he was going to entrust them with the message of the gospel. That he was going to ascend into heaven. He was going to go back to heaven and he was going to entrust his disciples and empower them with the Holy Spirit to take that message of the gospel of that certainty and confidence that we have for sins forgiven and the hope of heaven through Christ, and to take that to the four corners of the world. That they would be the instruments of his grace. That they would be the ones entrusted with the gospel to change hearts and lives and eternities. That, Jesus says, would be greater work. Jesus came to his disciples that night and gave them what their troubled hearts needed to remind them who he was and what their purpose in this life would be. And, and it had to bring their hearts confidence, not, not only that night and every, through everything that would transpire over these next couple of days, but also as they see all these things fulfilled. Right? As they continually remembered, as they preached that gospel, the confidence that Jesus had given them to go and do this amazing work. And dear friends, Jesus does the same for us. 
He comes to continue to give us these confidence boosters as much as we need them. He comes to us in that same gospel, in that word and those sacraments to strengthen us, to give us confidence, to remind us who he is. He is God from eternity who makes these promises to us. This is the chosen Messiah who did come to do everything for us, to live for us and die for us and rise for us to remind us that we have an amazing purpose in this life too. That no matter what decisions we have to face, no matter what our lives might hold, right? If we make good decisions and they, they, they turn out poorly or, or if we make bad decisions and somehow God works, works those out and they turn out for good, that God is working through all of that as he gives us a purpose, a great purpose, to be his instruments of grace, to share this gospel message with the world, with our neighbors, with our family. Dear friends, find your confidence. Find your confidence for both life and death in the completed work of Christ for you. Find your confidence in these fulfilled promises that you find in this perfect, eternal, life-sustaining word. Friends, find your confidence in life and in death for that hope of that heavenly home that still awaits you, that Jesus is preparing for you. Dear friends, find your confidence in Christ alone. Amen.